You don't want facts. You don't want to hear another side. Rather sit back and be mad. You don't want to humanize anybody with a different view. Let it be a given many. Welcome, welcome everybody to the Purpose Driven Podcast by Alex Cornwall. I'm excited with my guest here today. We have Gina. Gina, welcome. Thanks, Alex. How are you doing? I'm great. Gina, you are starting a wonderful, amazing movement, Revitalized Womanhood. Yes. Correct. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Let's just start Let's just start right off. Like, Jeez. tell us a little bit that, and then Jump we'll go back into, into history. It. Okay. Revitalized Womanhood is going to be the next movement, ladies. It's, okay. it's a community. It's about... So, I was lucky enough to be raised in a family with so many women in it. Aunts, cousins, sisters, you know, the church, whatever. And it focuses a lot on women and like I think all of history does, women getting together and whether they're gathering and or making baskets or whatever, you know, all through history, women have congregated together. They've just been, it's like magnets. So I think they work better as groups. And when I started thinking about this, so I partnered with Order of Man and he's already created this movement for men Okay, seven years ago. And... Which has exploded, by the way. And if you have an exploded. opportunity, guys, go look him up. He's amazing. Exploded. Ryan. And he says in the last two years, it's just like the traction he's got is just unbelievable. And my husband, he talks about it the best because I didn't really understand what it was. I knew it was a group for men, whatever. And so they went um, hunting. There was an extra spot on this hunting trip in Hawaii and because my husband knew Ryan, he says, Hey, do you want to come and fill this spot? And Rick was like, Oh yeah, absolutely. That would be amazing. And he gets out there and he gets to meet these other men who have the same interests as him. You know, I talk about when we're in, let's say high school. No, we're not really friends with our high school friends anymore. So maybe even college, college friends, you, you grow apart. And mm-hmm. so you, what you were interested in when you were friends in college, you're not interested in now necessarily. And that's okay. That's not a bad thing. It's not, you shouldn't feel guilty because you've grown apart. Like maybe you have kids and they don't, maybe you're married and they're not. You've moved on. You've moved on. And and you love, you love them still. They're still such, you're good friends, but you're not going to spend every waking hour with them because it's not organic to your life. So anyway, here we are, whatever age we are. And Ryan pulls together this group of guys that have similar interests. They were all in a bow hunting expedition, you know, and so, and they're from all around the country. And Rick said, I never would have gotten to meet these people. And then later on, we went and did a three month road trip around the U.S. And we stopped and met almost all of them. We stayed or hung out with them. And, And it's about forming those connections. That's awesome. Yeah. So Revitalized Womanhood, bring it to Revitalized Womanhood. We just, I've always wanted To create this kind of community, I actually did when I started my first Instagram, Pure Imperfection. It was kind of in the idea of helping women, helping mothers, whether it was through reviews, like honest reviews, don't get this crap, or yes, get this crap, or yes, this is worth spending the money. I mean, you know, I didn't really know. I even had a Moms Who Crush Mondays hashtag. Like, I didn't know where it was going to go, and then it, it turned into our travel site. But anyway... So when this, when Rick and Ryan came to me with this, hey, do you want to be part of this movement? I was like, oh, yes, done, boom. I'm so passionate about this. I've been so lucky to have this in my life. And there are so many women who are not lucky to have this in your life. Like, even when I've started just talking about it, the stories that come from it are, you would think, 
you just, because who you are, you think other people feel the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. automatically, I think it's human nature. You kind of think, oh, they feel like I do, or they yeah. think like I do. I mean, whatever. They don't. Some people have a very hard time making those connections, especially what if you move to a new city? You, yeah. I mean, at 40 years old and I moved to a new city, it's like, I did it actually. We moved to La Jolla. I wasn't 40 and I didn't have kids, so I couldn't go to any like mommy and me play groups or anything, you know, and I just hang out at the condo while Rick drove down to Mexico to his woodmill and go swimming and wine o'clock came earlier and earlier every day. I mean, you know, <laughs> I was, had no purpose, yeah. no impact. So that is kind of my philosophy for this movement is women, let's build lives full of purpose and impact. And, and we're holding each other accountable. It's not just, yeah, today I'm going to do this maybe. And then it doesn't get done. It's like, no, you've got someone on your team that's going to be calling you saying, did you get that done? So it's a lot of accountability. Yes. It's a lot of progression. It's yes. a lot of just becoming a better human being, a yes, better person absolutely. for women. That's amazing. Where did that passion to help people come from? I have no idea. I just wrote a <laughs> blog post or an Instagram post the other day, and it was so funny how this popped into my head because it was from when I was in first grade, and I remember it very clearly. I don't remember anything from first grade. I remember like one thing from kindergarten, and that's it. I don't remember my childhood that well. But this story from first grade, and it was, we were all lined up in the little line, and it's alphabetical by last name, so I was always in the end, and there was something, some kind of commotion going on in the center of the line, and when it got back to me, it was, no one wanted to stand by this little boy, and they were calling him Smelly, and whatever, but, you know, as first graders do, and... I I don't know what motivated me, but I just walked up there and I'm sure with as much sass as I could muster said, well, I'm going to stand next to him and he's my friend, you know, and that's obviously not a woman to a woman thing, but that is a, I am here to champion for these other women. If they yeah. cannot see, and I've always, I feel like I've always done that. I feel like I can see what maybe someone else can't see in themselves. And I want to bring that out to their attention. I want to hold it in front of their face and say, look how amazing you are. Look at this, you know. I love that. I mean, that's actually my definition of a, a true leader is seeing value in somebody yeah. that they can't see in themselves. Yeah. That to me is a true leader and true leadership. And honestly, the first, you, where did that come from? Did it come from, I mean, you, you mentioned that you're around a lot of women. Yes. Growing up, you had a lot of family. You're a part of a, a religion that, that what, did that stem from there? Did you get a lot of support in that? Actually, I mean, take us way back. I've always been close to my sisters. I've always been close. Well, when we were young, we were very close to our cousins, and we okay. were always hanging out with all of our aunts and everything. The typical um, Mormon family. The typical like. Mormon family. Yes, always. And yes, the the parts of the LDS religion that I did appreciate was young women's camp, or or you know, I did have a few leaders that were amazing. I have the opposite of that as well, but with every good, you get bad. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I I just think I just made friends. I just was really good at it. I I was very independent from a young age. I used to get, (laughs) my dad will die. I used to get spanked like 10 times a day because I would leave the house without telling anybody. I mean, imagine your five-year-old. Just Just walking out. Walking out and roaming. You have no (laughs) idea. And my mom's got seven other kids that she's just trying to like, you know, sink or swim. And I would just leave. All day, I would just go and I'd just be independent and just do my own thing. And and that's just always been me. And so I think that kind of independence and that kind of um, sh- sure, I'm sure of myself. I was, how do you Confident. say that? Oh, my confidence. Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh, confidence. my confidence is just through the roof. I don't even know. It just, 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, that kind of independence and confidence has just always been easy to me. It's come easy to me. Yeah. So okay, awesome. Yeah. And then, I mean, at early age, I, you since left the church. It is, you know, I mean, we yes. can go there if we want to. We can go there. It's fine. I mean, I'm honestly, I've never even been at a young age. I fought it. I just fought it. I just something why do you think about you it. it. I have no idea. Think about being like eight years old and they're wrestling me into my dress, like literally, physically. My sisters are wrestling into a dress, and I was a tomboy too. So, I mean, that played into the part. Yeah. But I just, I never wanted to go it, I don't I don't understand it either I've started thinking about it it's not my parents fault it's not the church's fault it's nobody's fault just for some reason I just didn't feel like I fit in there I didn't feel comfortable there and I fought it with every fiber of my beating being and I think that's what created such contention in my family with my parents as well raising me is is I just always wanted to do things my own way and so we just butted heads in there sweet as can be and just oh, we want you to do, you know, what we think is right because, and, you know, a lot of things they were right about, but. And that's, I think that's where a lot of your independence comes from. As it well. does. Holy cow. I, mean, I was, I'm going to figure it out person. myself. Exactly. I mean, and, and look at your later years. I know you and Rick, you guys decided pretty young that you were going to travel. Yes. Talk us, yeah. talk us through that. Like, honestly, I, Keisha would always tell me, oh, Gina and Rick, they're over here. Now they're here. Oh, it looks like they're here. I was like, man. I do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I kind of live vicariously through you guys a little bit. I won't lie. No, so. oh, that's amazing. I, I don't want anybody to live vicariously through us. <laughs> I want them to embrace the lifestyle and come do it with us. Well, that's sold. I'll that's do my it. motivation is to get other people, even if it's just getting people to travel with kids is kind of our big philosophy. It's like, just because you have kids doesn't mean your life ends. No. no. <laughs> Take them with you. This is your life. It's yours. It's not your, I mean, it is your kid's life, but it's your life. So what do you choose to do with it? So when people are like, oh, it's too hard to travel with kids or, oh, I don't want to pull them out of their sports or whatever. And I see that. I see the, the you know, the pros and cons of things. But for us, so we lost everything in the 2008 recession. So it didn't really affect us until 2010. We managed to stay in our home until 2010. And I was seven or eight months pregnant at this time. And we basically just lost everything. Finally, it just crumbled. We lost the house. We lost the cars. We lost it. Everything was being repossessed. And it was just such a horrible time for everybody, especially, I think, Rick, because he's he's the provider and he's so used yeah. to it. And we were. We were living large and we were just having a great time because the building industry, you know, was like, oh, <laughs> we were all living large. So f we moved into his grandparents' basement. Luckily, we had somewhere to live and, and help us raise this baby while I worked. And he did not, again, luckily, he did not let the business go to bankruptcy. So he just hung on to that thing to the nail, just scrimped by as, as well as he could. And he just decided that in this process, there's got to be something better than the nine to five. There's got to be, look what just happened to me. I thought mm -hmm. that I had it all. I, ha I thought that I had the answers to this and I was working the nine to five and actually he's an owner. So he was working like, you know, seven to seven. It wasn't nine to five. It was even, it he was, was in the shop. If day. he needed to be in the shop, working in the shop, building box posts, he was in the shop. If he was in the office, he was, you know, whatever. So he's like, and I think he's, he'll tell you the book that changed his life was the, is it the four hour work week? He said, yeah. changed my life. Absolutely. So that's what we started working towards. So we started, I mean, we were living on a budget, like so tight of a budget. People don't even understand. And he used to get, his friends make fun of us all the time because we will stay in cheap hotels. Like we will stay because to make that money last, 
to be able to do what we want to do, we will do that. We will make the sacrifices. When you yeah. talk to people that are like, oh, I want to do that too. How did you do it? And it's like, well, give up your coffee every morning. That's five bucks every morning. Give up your alcohol on the weekends. Give up your, and they're like, no. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's, a choice. it's a lifestyle. It was yeah. like six years of a lifestyle. So by that time we were able to, he was retired and took took our two little boys. They were two and five at the time with one-way tickets to Paris and just went. Just went with one-way tickets. One-way tickets. That was your first vacation. That was it. No, we've always vacationed. But but yeah, yeah, that was was our first. We left the country. That was the first time other than Mexico. You know, we all go to Mexico. But yeah, that was our first one. And then we've we've since been to, my kids have been to 38 countries and Rick and I have been to 40 plus countries. Really? Yes. And my kids are now, Castle will be 11 and Hayes will be, Hayes just turned eight. And Locky, Lock, he's even been to two countries. He's been to Mexico and Costa Rica. So Has he really already? Yeah, and he's not two years old. Holy cow. Yeah. So what experiences have you been able to give your kids? I mean, you've taken them to how many countries again? About 38. 38 countries. And what has that done to them? I hope it's made them see that the bubble that is Utah, the bubble that is their little community that they feel like maybe they need to marry their high school sweetheart or whatever, you know, and it's like, great, but don't do that. I want you to see there's a huge world out here. Okay, so for us, I remember going to Paris was such a big deal. It was like, Shocking because yeah. we a we flew into the wrong airport. Don't even get me started on that. Don't get Rick started on that because that was my <laughs> fault. And we flew into the wrong airport, so our car was at the other airport. So we had to figure out how to speak and translate to these people that we needed to get to the other airport. So that was fun. And then things like you don't think about like the tolls. Like we don't realize here that when you go through a toll, you just pull the ticket. So we were sitting there at our first toll trying to pay it. Instead of you get on the freeway, take the ticket, and then when you exit, it charges you because it it generates, okay, you've gone this far, so you pay this much. So we didn't know that. So we're sitting there trying to pay it, trying to pay it, and Rick is just nerves. We did, like, we flipped around, like, four times trying to, like, call this guy (laughs) that was at Bellwood. He was uh, from Seattle, and he was stationed at Bellwood, and we're trying to get him on the phone, like, the only person we know that speaks English. We're like, what do we do? And he says, just take the ticket. He says, just take the ticket. And we're like, oh, duh, okay. What happened? The It said battery exhausted. Uh, okay. So anyway, yeah, it was hilarious. And so, but that's, you learn it. And yeah. so Rick, if you ask him, those first few months were just, he was just a stress ball because he had to worry about that kind of stuff. You know, like you'll get a ticket in the mail. We did, and we did. You'll get a ticket in the mail. He drove right into Siena, right up to the steps of the cathedral. And anybody who knows what I'm talking about is like, you did not. Yes, we drove right up to the steps and it's, you're not even allowed. You're not allowed to drive in the city, let alone right up to the steps of the cathedral. And so I think it was like six months later, we got a ticket in the mail. Six months from when we even got home, we got a ticket in the mail. It's like $300. He's like, that was the best money I ever spent. That's so awesome. (laughs) It's like, because I... Drove to the bottom of the steps in Siena. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see Rick yeah. doing that, too. I'm going to ask him about the airport. Worth it. I wish he was here, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, my heck. You get Rick and I going. It's You heard us on the phone last oh, night. Yeah. Like, get I think out of great. here. I get think out great. of here. Well, let's talk about that relationship. I mean, Rick is your second 
relationship. Second husband. Second husband. Yep. He you always know. teases me when he marries his second wife, it's going to be better. But oh, there you yeah, go. <laughs> yeah. He's, he says, you got two, I get two. How do you make your relationship work? We're still trying to figure that out. We Inter- don't make it work. <laughs> Inter- tell us about that, honestly, because I think people need to hear that. that oh my gosh, we fight. This is good. We've been we've been almost getting divorced in probably at least six different countries. So, yeah, it's it's we're passionate, and he always sends me these things. That's like it's because of that passion. It's because you know when that what's the philosophy that if there's no fights left, you're done. You're done because you're, it's nothing worth fighting for. So. Yeah great that means we are really worth fighting for we are solid so what are three main things you guys work on that you know that are important in that relationship i think for sure budget because of our lifestyle you have to agree that i don't need to go to starbucks i can make my own coffee i have to agree that i don't go to target and just go crazy or get on amazon and go crazy even as much as i would like to you don't yeah and you have so budget is huge for us finances is huge um let's see he he has a temper a little delicate nugget he's got a little bit of a temper he's a little hot-headed so honestly yeah but so for honestly for he's lucky because i can let a lot of things just roll off my back i can have and maybe it's because I've been married before. Maybe it's because I'm just such a wise person. <laughs> I can see past it. I'm just like, okay, you're kind of throwing a temper tantrum. It's probably because I have three boys, honestly. Yeah. It's like I can see. I'm like, okay, well, now you're just acting like the five-year-old. So, you know. But, no, it, and we, that takes work. It does. And he is constantly trying to better himself. He's constantly reading books, not just for business and how to be the best boss, how to be the best manager, how to run a business. How to, He's constantly I'll get back to that because we have a philosophy on our kids going to college and we're not, uh, we're not pro. So yeah, I, I I can't wait. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yes. So we just worked through it and, and it's been scary a few times, but I think we sat down when we lost everything and we kind of, it's communication. We just sat down and said, listen, we can either have the big fancy house or, and the nice cars and we can live here. And this can be our life, and that's fine. Or we can go travel around the world and have old cars, you know, like we're not driving hoopties or anything, but I'm fine not having a car payment. It is amazing. He's always like, what car would you want, whatever? And I'm like, none. I do not want a car payment. I want my car that is totally paid off. And, yeah. you know, and, th- and I have evolved. He has taken me from being this kind of a person that, that wants fancy things to this kind of a person that I can pack to go three months. What we just went to Costa Rica for a month and I literally packed myself and our three little boys in a backpack, like a, you know, a bigger, like you could fit a car seat in it. It's actually one of my car seats from one of the brands that it's a canvas bag and it's just a big hole in it. And I just do travel, you know, what are they packing cubes and I can go an entire month, just no big deal. And when we first went to Europe, that was hard for me because I wanted to have the cute outfits and the cute yeah. pictures and I'm in Italy and I'm in France and I went, but honestly, it's not about that. And once it, you get past thinking that that's what it's about, it's so much more fulfilling. It's about the experience. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's all about the experience. Always. I mean, that's why I love taking my kids on vacations It's and just seeing their face. That's, I love that point. You just made that because people are like, you're taking kids. These kids aren't even going to remember this. They were two and five when we left. But they are. And it's like, but guess what? I'm going to remember it. They might not remember everything, but 
I'm going to remember it. And you see things so differently. Like Greg and I have gone to Hawaii, say, and we do our thing and we love it, whatever. But then when we go with our kids, we get to see it through their eyes. We get to see a different Hawaii, you know, so it's, it's a totally different experience. There's nothing better than seeing your little kids in Hawaii swimming with turtles. Oh, it's amazing. I will remember that for the rest of my life. Absolutely. You know, having that experience with them. Yeah. Let's go back to relationship. You, you hit on a point there that I think is really important that we need to talk about is communication within the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I am two in my second marriage and I've noticed that that when communication is not there in a relationship, that's when deviation starts. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And it has to be true communication, though, because you can have superficial communication where you're like just doing the basics. But you talked, you said something about you were very open when you lost everything. You were very open, and the communication was real. Oh, it was, it was raw. Rick. It and had raw. to be. It was raw. He was stripped down to imagine being the man and protect protector provider, you know, and having it all stripped away from you and you feel like a failure. I, I know That's everybody horrible. felt like a failure that that was happening to. He was so embarrassed. He was so, and I'm like, babe, it's fine. It's fine. And and that's probably a benefit of me growing up with not a lot of materialistic things. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, like all of our food was from a garden, homemade. My dad worked. He did the nine to five in mm-hmm. banking and eight kids. And that's, I never had lots of fancy things. If I wanted a nice pair of jeans, I had to get a job and I had to work for it. So I do believe that that was such a benefit for me when we lost everything. And I was like, so what? So what? And and to this yeah. day, I'm like, so what? So what? What? What is the absolute worst thing that can happen if we lose everything? So what? You can just get you know? it back. Yeah. It's well, material, yeah. It's just it's materialistic just, stuff. It's, it's so dumb. little shit that you won't But be. yeah, so the communication was definitely, we had to say, okay, you would rather do this, rather do this. We would both agree we'd rather do this. Okay. But I think people don't have those those conversations. Rick and I did not have those conversations when we first got married. I had $20,000 worth of debt from my first marriage that I I don't feel like I hid from him. I felt like it was my responsibility and I was taking care of it. I was very independent. I still, you know, mm-hmm. and I was taking care of it. But now, of course, I see that that was wrong because that took money away from our family budget. But we were young and... and Again, one of those things that these are the conversations you have when you're dating someone either, even, you know, I mean, not like how many kids do you want on the first date, but, but what's your religion, what's your beliefs on religion? These are things that are deal breakers. You get into a marriage and it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't want to be a stay at home mom. No, I want to work. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want you to raise our kids. Well, you know, these are deal breakers. Yeah. So communication is absolutely key. And like you said, you have to be real. You cannot be fake and then just change your mind later on. That's rude. That's well, a dick move. It's a real dick move. And I think I think it comes down to also genuinity. Is that a word? Mm, we'll make it one. I'm making it. Yeah. I like that. Genuinity. Copyright. Genuinity. <laughs> it actually flows pretty good. It does. But you got to be genuine. You do. In the communication as well. And do you ever feel like, because I feel this way with Keisha, and you know Keisha. Mm-hmm. I love my wife. So much. I really do. I mean, she's an amazing woman, but I feel like sometimes because I lacked communication in my first marriage, I over communicate oh, in my second marriage. Okay. I didn't see you coming out with that <laughs> one. Okay. Yeah. The like, good. And she's probably like, okay, enough, thank you. Okay. Thank you. But she's, but she's also been through enough too that she, she, I think she appreciates that. I would appreciate that. But I mean, to an extent, but I mean, sometimes we get in our little arguments and stuff and I over communicate my point. 
to a fault. And my feelings. And my, and my feelings. <laughs> I'm like Rick. I'm yeah, stubborn. Yeah. I'm a man. I yes. mean, it is what it is. And so there's a good balance is what I'm getting at. Yes, with absolutely. And you, you have to, ha- you have you have to, to work raw. at it. Oh, yeah. It's a practice. It is. It's not a, something that you just learn and you're like, okay, I've got it. Yeah. It's no, we worked on it yesterday. We did good. Today, you sucked. Let's work on it again tomorrow. What's that saying? You Tomorrow's a new day. You mm-hmm. go to bed. It's awful. Tomorrow's a new day. Start over. It's. I actually heard someone say once, too, it's actually not a bad thing to go to bed mad. Yeah. I, we do it all the time. <laughs> I, 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 we've done it, too. Yeah. And I've noticed that you always hear that thing, oh, you got to clear up all arguments yeah. before you go to bed. I'd never go to sleep. No, I wouldn't either. Oh my gosh. I it never gets worse s- and worse and worse, it honestly. Does. Rick's, Rick's, and it's funny because it's opposite. So my, my first marriage, I would just like leave. I'm like, I don't even want to talk about this. I want to leave, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And now Rick is, you have to let me walk away. You have to. And if I don't, if I, duh, 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 you know, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And he's right. But in the moment, you can't. You just can't. You're just no. like, no, you're going to stand here and listen to what I have to say. But, yeah, he's. Relationships. It is. It's <laughs> just ever-changing. I've always heard that saying, like, you know, not being in relationships is pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. Being in a relationship is hard. You got to just choose your hard. <laughs> choose your hard. Just choose your hard. Because they're all hard. <laughs> you know yeah, do you want to have someone with you and it's hard? It's like, okay. Let's just, I'll just do my hard. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. So what's next for you? Like, where are you going next? Are you still going to travel? How are you going to do your podcast, podcast and travel? Like what's, what's your whole goal? Interesting. I'm going to be sitting on the beach in Costa Rica and I'll be like, you suck talking to you, Alex. I'll be like, Alex, I see a dolphin right now. I'll be (laughs) sitting next to you. Where is it? I love it. No. Yeah. We're, we're so basically Rick came to me with this little baby this plan for this little baby and in june we were in alaska because he came straight from hawaii to alaska and we were in alaska and he says would you like to do this and i said yeah absolutely so it revitalized womanhood was born and he said okay i think let's because we had planned so costa rica was planned we were already leaving and he says so let's just call off our our travels for the next you know 90 days ish and get get settled in and feel, see how we're feeling whatever but honestly our plan is if we don't make it to november i mean if november's kind of the deadline we're just going to leave again we want to do south america and we want to go so hopefully i'm settled in enough but if if not at that time january we are leaving again you are leaving yep. and usually how long do you go Oh my gosh, it's just different. It's just how long do you go? It just depends. Yeah, yeah, how long you're allowed to go, you know, and you have to wait in between. I don't know if people know this, but if you go to Europe, you can do your three months. You're American, you can do your three months. Then you can't come back for like six months. So you have to, yeah, you have to spread it out enough. So, so he is so good at that. Oh my gosh, he needs to do a podcast. He needs to do itineraries for travel. It is crazy. You can't even imagine the stuff that he figures out and where we go and where we stay and just all of it. It's crazy. He's like the it. rain man with travel. <laughs> and you guys still out. own a business here, though. We do, in, yes. In St. George, in southern Utah. Talk to us about, like, how do you run that being so far? So that's part of how he retired. That's part of how he was able to leave the first time was he, it was like, um, what is it, profit sharing, employee sharing. His employees became owners. So 
they had skin in the game. You know, it's like when the boss leaves, do you care? You're like, no, I'm going to sit here and play on Instagram on Mm -hmm. my computer, you know. But when you're the boss, when you're the owner, you want to have a success. You want those dividends. Yeah. So you're going to work harder. So he sold shares of his company to different employees and they run the company. They run while he's gone. Absolutely. And you guys also, too, you got to talk to us about your little cabin that you have. Oh, my I've been to this place. And just to put it in perspective for the listeners that can't see or or anything, I wish I had a picture I can show up to. But this thing sits on a little plateau. It is the most beautiful place I've ever seen, the views. But it is sketchy getting up there. Yeah. It scared the shit out of me. That last road, you're looking straight at sky. Yeah. You're looking straight up at the sky like you're going up a roller coaster at Six Flags. This is the, and you're driving. And on your left, everybody look down on your left. There's a cliff. Oh, yeah. That's a cliff. You're on a mountain. It's so crazy. It's over. It's in a place called, um, what is, where is it? Apple Valley. It's in it's Apple in Valley. It's in Apple Valley. So it's right against the Canaan Mountains. So basically, anybody who knows Zion National Park, the Canaan Mountains are basically Zion National Park Mountains, but it's like the south back end of them. Okay. And you've been, and you've owned that for what, almost a year now? We we signed on Christmas Eve, two years. So it'll be two years this Christmas because Locke was just born. And how has it been redoing that cabin? Oh my gosh, the projects. Poor Rick. And this was not in the plan. This was not, not, not in the plan. It was, we're going to travel. We're Mm going to keep this, our money. This was for travel. And then when we get back, we'll look for a property type thing. Recession. We have our recession shopping list. So when the economy crashes again, this is what we buy. So the property was on that list, but we, this, uh, his buddy took us up there and we were both just like, uh, this is amazing. This is incredible. Well, project, 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 project. It's, it's a work in, in, in progress. There you go. I said project too many times. So it's a little cabin, you guys, this little old man that built this. It's one of those, I think it's one of those, you take it up in two pieces, kind of a cabin, and then they go together at the I truss can, I still or can't something. Out how they got it up there? Oh my gosh, we couldn't even get the decking up there. No, how did he get the stuff up here? It's insane. I wish we could put it in perspective for the listeners. I, I mean, it is literally on a plateau. We can link. We can link the Instagram picture of the it cabin so in your crazy. in your show show notes. But so anyway, yeah, we've been, I mean, it's just, and especially, so we just got done paying how much X amount of money to get the roads widened. So people feel safer. So, you know, putting in fence posts and, and, uh, retaining walls, whatever. And what did we just have in a row? Three Three flash floods that hit exactly on us. And it flooded out. My husband was like four wheel driving, trying to get just to our road so now it's back to the drawing board with the roads. He's got to have him out there again to you fix it. You can't him. get it's, up there right now? It, we barely. Yeah, we ba- it was sketch. But yeah, we made it up there this weekend and it was, ooh. He oh. got the bobcat stuck. He's went out to do work on it and he's like, um, I hit a sinkhole and now the bobcat's buried. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are your plans with that place? Oh, I don't know. I don't I know, know. I know I asked you the first time we went up there, you were thinking about maybe like renting it out. Airbnb, weddings, retreats. Weddings. Like I wanted to do that because yeah. I love that. I think that, and again, my passion for bringing together groups and. I mean, what an awesome place for I your womanhood. I want to share it. I know. Having I know, a retreat right? up there. I know. Do you plan on doing retreats for your womanhood? One of them at least. Oh, retreats, period? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're doing live events. I'm, right. I'm already talking to someone just going to Quell here in the next little bit to do paddleboarding yoga. Okay. So, but that's the whole thing. That's, 
eventually I would like to when it grows big enough. Hopefully, come on, ladies, you got to share, 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 pass it on. When it gets big enough, I want it to be kind of like not necessarily chapters, but kind of because when you're part of it, you're basically going to be put into groups of like, say, 10, whatever. Mm -hmm. And these are the 10 women that you are responsible for. They're responsible for you, whatever, whatever. So if that got to a size where, okay, we have X amount of people in southern Utah, guess what, whoever, team leader, you need to start having live events quarterly or get that's together awesome. once a month or whatever. And that's that's the whole point of it is you you have to be able to have someone that you feel like you can call when you're getting down. You know, it's like, oh, man, I wish I had someone to talk to about this. My baby's not sleeping through the night. I'm so stressed out. Like, I feel like I'm failing as a mother or I'm failing as a wife or whatever. You've got to have those outlets. I talked about it. The how important girls trips are and guys trips. Same thing. Same thing. My husband going on these hunting trips, it's been amazing for him to make connections with these other men that are like-minded, not just in interests and hobbies, but how they're raising their kids, how they are financially viewing themselves financially, you know, because there's only so much of sitting around drinking, watching the football game you can handle. I mean, exactly. you know, at what point are you, my father-in-law always has a saying on his wall that says you cannot soar with eagles when you're running with the turkeys. It's so true. So at what point you just have to elevate yourself past, you look inside yourself and say, okay, where do I really want to be? If that's where you want to be, good on you. Yep. But where do you, does someone else want to be is not there. So you have to find these people that are going to be at the same level as you. It's that proximity is power. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, who you surround yourself with, that whole saying, you know, show me your five closest friends, I'll show you your future. Yeah, That's absolutely. That's really what it comes down to. And and you're creating a movement for women that will empower them to go find better people. Yes. And, and that just is infectious. Like the fact if you're sitting around with these people and they're all wanting to do these better things, you're not going to be the one that's like, oh, I don't want to do that. You're It's infectious. You, mm -hmm. We have that human need to be included and be part of it. So and I love it how you said too, it's, it's just being able to pick up the phone and call somebody that's non-biased, that's there for yeah. you just because they want to be and with And they you. don't know the drama behind it. They don't, they're strangers, technically. But I mean, they don't need to know the drama. They don't need to know the drama. They just need to listen. You just need to vent and they just love you for you. And it's not because Keisha and I are friends with this friend over here and now we can't be friends with them anymore because of the drama over here. It's, you Little know, Valley. it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to move to Little Valley. Rick's like, where should we build when we build here? And I'm like, well, I have tattoos, so I'm not allowed out there. <laughs> just kidding, guys. Just kidding. We uh, love you. But you're not. I know. You're not. <laughs> no, it's. It, I've actually been a part of a mastermind this year. I signed up for a mastermind group. It's a, it's a group of 15 guys. It's the Abundant Mastermind Group. Sounds amazing. And... I was the best decision I've ever made because I have that accountability. I have that proximity. I have, I mean, there's people in there that multimillionaires and there's people that are just, just starting businesses, buying businesses and everything in between. Yeah. And just to be able to call them up. I know for a fact I can call any one of those 14 guys yeah. and they'd be there for me. And to the point where some of them would fly across the country to yes. help me. Yes. They're that committed to each committed other and the accountability and and me i would do the same if one of them called me and i needed to fly to ohio to be with andrew yeah i'd be there 
So like, one of these one of these guys that Rick met on this hunting trip, we went on our and then he went to he's got a what a hunt place lodge what what do you call it oh, my, my mind brain is next level honestly <laughs> mom life so he's got this uh, it's called the sunset lodge in minnesota and so after that he got invited to that and then from there matt and his family we invited them to come to alaska with us and this weekend we are going to colorado to breckenridge with them to their cabin you know it's it's this begets this begets this begets this yeah. you know and it's all it's all about making those connections. That's what life's all about. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I love it. I love it. That's one of our favorite parts about travel. A hundred percent. Is meeting new people? Meeting new people. And we go back and visit them. We meet these connections. Oh my gosh. The funniest story. Are we almost done? No, We've we, got, we, got, we got time. We got time. I got stories. I love it. So Give this us all the stories. So funny. We were okay, so one of Rick's really, really good buddies, he passed away. At the sand dunes, he had there was a razor accident or whatever. He passed away at the sand dunes, and he had served his mission in Australia. I can't remember if it was Brisbane or Melbourne. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So one of his companions had flown out here for the funeral. I we didn't even meet him at this time, but so Rick's buddy's mom Elaine says, "Well, you're going to Australia. You need to get together with Perry. You need to meet him." This was he was yeah. out here, and we missed him while he was here. So. While we're out and about, we just have been texting him, never met him, texting him, texting him and says, okay, well, we have to leave our stuff in Sydney before we get on this cruise or I don't remember what it was. Anyway, do you, do you know anybody in Sydney that we could just leave all of our car seats and, you know, whatever? And he says, yeah, I have a good friend in Sydney, Tara, leave your car seats there, whatever. So we go on this cruise and we come back. The cruise was because we hadn't had a babysitter in like six months. We'd been with our kids nonstop for six months. So my, Rick's like, I'm booking a cruise. We're going on a cruise. We literally did not get off the ship the entire time. <laughs> the kids went to the daycare, to the kids club. We hung out. We got to be us. Yeah. Babysitter. You guys, cruises. Cruises are, are babysitters. babysitters. That's good <laughs> to know. amazing. Don't take a baby though. <laughs> they don't do that. Okay. So anyway, we says, okay. And she says, yeah, yeah. Stored in it, my house. We won't be there. But go ahead and here's here's the address yeah. stored in our house. So we we go to store it there. Well, we get back and they still weren't home. She's like, oh, do you have a hotel? You're welcome to stay in my home. You're welcome to stay in my house. And I've never met this person. She's yeah. never met me. She has no idea. I and mean, I'm not going to just rob her, you know. And so we stay in their house and we left them a cute little Easter basket for all their kids. And we left, went on our way. We never met her. And I guess apparently come to find out. Perry was talking to her, and she's like, oh, yeah, your, your mates are staying in our house. And he's like, I don't know these people, Tara. They're staying in your home. And she's like, yeah, aren't they your friends? And he's like, never met them before. Never met them before. And, you st and, you and stayed. we stayed in her house, and she was just totally And you never met her? No, we'd never met her. We'd never met the family. She just told us how to do it all and whatever. But that's, it was amazing. And we have since met them, and okay. we have since hung out with them, and we have since. And Perry and his wife, we love them to death, and we've met friends from him and we were in Tasmania and Perry says my dad's in Tasmania why don't you go sailing with him he took us sailing you know it was it was connection to connection to connection in the most random ways and we go back and meet these people and see them and we love it we love it have you 
I mean, you, you hit when you first went to Paris, you had a hard time with the language. It was hard. Everyone's like, oh, everyone speaks English. They, they don't. don't. What about Mexico or well, you know, mean, we all have South our, like, America? We I all mean, have our like Spanish that we're like eking by from high school. So Mexico never felt that way. But one time in San Sebastian, kay. it was none. No English. We couldn't figure out where our... Our Airbnb was, yeah. we were on the phone trying to talk to Airbnb or whoever we had booked through because they're different. They're over there. You don't always use VRBO or Airbnb. Some of them are like, in New Zealand, it's called book a Bok. Like book a, a Bok. Yeah, like bachelor pad. It's yeah. book a back, but I don't know, however they say it. And so it's different things. So I'm on the phone trying to be like, where do we go? We don't have the address and we didn't have good service. So oh. we couldn't, we didn't have the GPS. So we were lost. And that was, there's a fight. Wow. That was a fight. That was a good one. Just the stress of that. And I think we finally found it and met this woman. And she's trying to explain everything to Rick. She speaks no English. I called my brother-in-law who had served a mission. And I'm like, here, dust off your 20 years ago. You went on a mission. Use your Spanish. Here's this lady. Help us out. And so he was on the phone talking to this lady <laughs> trying to, like, figure out. Oh. Yeah, so we've had. But honestly, other than those couple times, it, it hasn't, been, it an hasn't been an issue. Even in, when you're in the country in France and people don't speak English, it's you can, you can get by. You can get by. We're humans, and you can you mime and you. I want this, and I want that. And it's people are so good, inherently good, and just love meeting other people. I think. I think that is just a. We have this human need to connect, and that's what COVID just like severed that they for did. all of us. All of us were just like. <gasps> I, mean, I mean, I think the introverts were just like. This is paradise. <laughs> and all those extroverts were like, I oh, want to no. curl up in ball. I didn't let no COVID, one loves me. I didn't let COVID affect me. Oh, I loved COVID. I, I loved the quarantine. I was pregnant and I was morning sick so bad. I've never had morning oh. sickness before. And we were up at Rick's parents. They've got a 50 acre ranch and my kids just played. Ran. Ran, played with the sheep. They were having ba new baby Barbados sheep babies. They were having new pygmy goat babies. And they were just in heaven. And I was like, go, leave me be. I want to die right now. Let me be pregnant. Let me just be <laughs> pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how, what COVID really did to society and just everything. All the depression, anxiety. Oh, my I gosh. Ate so The cuckoos came out. It's the rampant right now. I There's, think... Look about the best. <laughs> what were you gonna say? There's a comedian and he does this thing and he's like, if you didn't know, I think it's Jim Gaffkin. It's hilarious. You should watch his COVID special. It's so funny. And he says, That's when we all learned we were related to a bunch of weirdos. Oh boy. <laughs> say that again. No, COVID it's interesting. I think that's why it's so awesome that you're doing this movement to help those people yeah. that are still stuck. I want the people that are even think that they're introverts and it's like no, you I don't know. need to be. You're missing out on so much. Even if you are that, you you can still push past it. To I still think it's a choice. It is a choice. That's what I mean. You can still push yeah. past it. I being mean, an extrovert, introvert, that's all just a being. It's all just a choice. It is. You got to choose how you are and who you are and we how you want to be. We just decided it. Yeah. We're doctors. Oh, there we, we go. We decided it. I'm a doctor. done. Yep. Done. Degree on the wall. Yeah. What are you going to prescribe me? <laughs> <laughs> a toddy. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Day drinking. <laughs> Starting right now. No. That's awesome, Gina. Well, honestly, what's next? I mean, you're traveling. Revitalized. How can people find you? Revitalizedwomanhood.com 
okay. is going to be the website. It's all very simple, ladies. Revitalized Womanhood on Instagram, Revitalized Womanhood on Facebook, on YouTube, podcast, and all they, the podcast platforms. Everything. It's already everything. up, ready to Everything's go. Everything's already up. Go to the Facebook group. I've got to get momentum there. I want to start these kind of conversations. I want to talk all the things, ladies. Okay. And how can I help you more in this movement? How can you help me? Yes. In this? Let me have your wife and take her whenever I want her. You can take her Good. tomorrow. Good. <laughs> whenever you want, please. Give her to she, me. Honestly, going back to what you said too, you, you mentioned like girls trips and guys mm-hmm. trips yeah, and how absolutely. important they are. She needs to go on one. Oh, good. Okay. I need to go on a guy. I need to go on a guy's trip. Good. We've always been that couple that we always just do stuff together, which isn't bad. Well, Don't get me wrong. I love look it. Look at me and Rick. I know. Always together. This so, is weird for us that he started doing these things. I mean, he's always done little things. He literally got on the phone the other day and told his buddy, let's go to Brazil. Because that's where he served his mission, his buddy did. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Wait a minute, wait a minute, a wait a minute. Rain it in. <laughs> Rain it in. That's our territory. That's yeah. that's what we do together. But yeah, so I know. it's, it's me, totally true. It's funny because me and Keisha were talking about it a couple of days ago. Like, I never go with guys. And she's like, because you have no friends. I was like... <laughs> Oh, I guess you are my only friend. (laughs) (laughs) We're the only people that can stand each other. (laughs) Crap, I got to get out there more. (laughs) I got to make new friends. There you go. Just put a light in. Order a man. Join the Iron Council. I should. Honestly, I should really look into that. You should. It's amazing. That's awesome. Well, Gina, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me on. Any last thoughts or anything for for the awesome listeners that we have here? This well is dry. It's dry. This well is dry. Okay. <laughs> I've only got so much. Coffee only gets me so far. Honestly. I've been recording at like 4 p.m. because it's an office. And so yeah. the secretary's in there all day. So I have to wait to do my stuff until 4. And ladies, what do you feel like at 4 o'clock? Done. Right? We have that extra. We need caffeine at like 1.30 or 2 when we're about to go get the kids from school. And we got to start <laughs> get the bunny going again, you know. And by 4 o'clock, it's like done and so i'm sitting there like okay okay pumping myself up like gotta get going, gotta get going. we're gonna record it's gonna be awesome you know i mean they're just dancing away i'm so weird oh no you're not let you're, your weird let your weird show honestly be genuine if that's who you are be you do you just be just me. do you i do alex i know you real do. well that's why i do I me you. hard yes you do i freaking love it i love the mu <laughs> i love the mu- movement that you got going <laughs> I'm excited to see it blossom. Yes, I'm, thank you. I'm excited to be a I part of it. Too. Whatever you need from me, you I'm just excited. Take Keisha. Take I, oh, so, I will. Okay. I will. You know it. Well, thanks, Alex. Thank you guys for joining us at the Purpose Driven Podcast. Make sure you um, again go follow Gina Revitalize Womanhood on Instagram, all the platforms. Revitalize all the things. All the things. So, thank you guys. Hope you have a wonderful day. You don't want facts. You don't want to hear another side. Rather sit back and be mad. You don't want to humanize anybody with a different view. Let it be a given, any kind of past. You don't want this.